630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Won't be hard enough for icing, though, as Barry catches up to it. Long pass on the left for Turris. He'll bring it in now. Give it dry side. He'll scores! What a shot by Leon Dreisaitl, and the Oilers are up 3-1. Big shot from Dreisaitl late in the second period. Turns out to be the game winner at Rogers Place. The final Edmonton Oilers 3, Ottawa Senators 2. Dreisaitl had not scored in eight games since February 17th, so he cashes in tonight. Yamamoto scored on a deflection. Chason scored on a 2-on-1 on a power play. That was the offensive thrust for the Oilers this evening. Miko Koskinen gets the win in net. It is often not pretty with Koskinen, but he does make 26 saves, gets an assist tonight, and recovers from, quite frankly, an awful first goal against in the opening minute of the game to bump his record up to 8-9 and nine on the season. The Oilers are 16-11. and 11. They're 5-0 and oh against the Senators, who are now 9-18-1 on the year. It's 9-46. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line from the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for joining us this evening. We'll have your post-game reaction from the Oilers Zoom Room coming up as we move along throughout the show. And, Rob, give Ottawa credit. I mean, they, they got the lead. They they thought they really hung in there in the third period and tried to make it interesting but ultimately the Oilers make some key plays and get the win well at the end of the night the Oilers have Connor and Leon and, and the Ottawa Senators don't and to me that was the difference in the hockey game I, uh, when Connor and Leon's line was out there it was dominant when the Oilers power play was out there uh, they created chance after chance after chance uh, and the Ottawa Senators weren't able to to throw that big name player out there yet to, that's going to be able to, you know, change the complexion of a hockey game. Leon Dreisel has the puck on his stick for, had to have been less than a second. He took the pass from Turris and it was on and off his stick. Uh, Ottawa doesn't have that player in their arsenal yet. they got a young kid coming up, Stutzel, but it's going to be good. And he, he's, well, he's already shown what he's capable of doing, scored a nice goal again tonight. But the Oilers did just enough. And then... The Oilers have played a number of one-goal games this year. Now, this one wasn't as pretty as Ottawa pushed in the third period, but the Oilers bent. They didn't break. They got a couple saves. As you said, it wasn't always pretty by Koskinen net, but he made a couple saves. There's a couple deflections late in the game that uh, he kept kept in front of him, kept out of the way, didn't give them second chances. So uh, I, I don't think this was the Oilers' best game of the season, but they were good enough to get two points against a very game Ottawa Senator team. Well, and again, you see the the skill on the goals that turned out to be the winner. We talked on Saturday night how McDavid is able to storm down the wing and have the puck in a position where the defenders, the goaltender, don't know if he's going to shoot past or keep stick handling with it. And then tonight, Turris with a really nice play, and we'll talk about Turris as we go along because this was probably his best game this season. But the pass to Dreisaitl, and it's he just one touches it on his backhand and puts it right where he wants it to shoot it. it it's such a quick play. It, it's a perfect shot. And it's not quite a one-timer, but it's as close as you could do it from that position. And, and you know, you see a lot of little chip passes like that throughout a game. And usually a player has to handle it before he even gets the puck in a position to make a pass, let alone rip the shot like that. Well, we, we've seen Leon time and time again with plays like that where 
he shoots quicker than the goalie has time to react and get ready for it. And, and that's what he's doing. He's getting it on and off his stick. When the goalie reads it, he's about to come out. He's going to challenge. He's going to get set. But before he's able to do all that, the puck's already passed him. Uh, Leon knew ex exactly where he wanted to put the puck. And it's it's they make uh, shooter tutors or things like that now that kids can shoot on in, in practice where they have it. So you got to get it up about five inches which is over a goalie's pad but you got to keep it down a, uh, about another four or five inches above that below the goalie's glove and that's the perfect shot it's hard to it's hard for a goalie to be able to react to that because it was placed perfectly uh the one thing that we haven't seen a lot of in the last little while has leon is leon dry with a wide open scoring chance to puck on a stick other than on the power play. He hasn't been getting a lot of chances five on five and that's one of the reasons I'm sure that Dave Tippett wanted to change the lines around is his, his best goal score is not getting goal scoring opportunities. Tonight he had one and he made it count and a very important one at that point that extended a lead and turned out to be the game winner. Well and Leon Dreisaitl was dealing with something mm -hmm. and Dave Tippett said few days ago that it wasn't going to keep him out of the lineup since then dry practiced a couple times he went in about a week and a half without practicing so whatever it was that was bothering him was not significant enough to to keep him out I, I think significant enough that we saw him affect his play uh, a, a little bit I mean, if you go eight games without scoring that's highly unusual for him it is the one thing that you're going to see this year more than others players always play with uh, bumps and bruises players always play hurt um, but normally you play hurt for two or three games and then you get a four or five day break before the next game you have. So you get a couple days off and you get to rest your body. With the schedule this year, the, the teams don't have that extended break ever. So when you're playing with a bump or a bruise or, or, or you're hurt, you're going every second game, every second day, sorry, and all of a sudden that... You want to, I'm going to get, just if I can get us to this date, well, that date now is three weeks away, and, and your body never has time to really heal itself. And I, for example, they, they talked about Austin Matthews, missed a couple of games. He still talks about the fact that he's not over his injury because for, for someone to let it really heal, uh, a seven or eight days of rest, that's four or five games minimum. Right. And so teams that are in a, a playoff race, they don't want to lose star players and star players or any player for that matter doesn't want to miss that many hockey games so i think you're you're going to see well actually you know what you really want right now if you're a hockey team a coaching staff you want to have breathing room when you get to the end of the season before the playoffs because you want there's going to be guys on your team that are going to need some rest before the playoffs start so you want to be able to play in those last couple games before this regular season ends to be able to sit players out to be able to rest them and allow them to prepare for the playoffs but to do that you got to win these games right now. So the Oilers take it 3-2 over the Senators. The Oilers have now won two in a row ever since they were beaten quite badly in three in a row, uh, three in a row against the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is the start of a three-game set against Ottawa. The other two games are coming up on Wednesday and Friday. No Josh Archibald the last two games. So Kyle Turris, who has had a really tough season, got to play on the third line again with Kara and Shore, wound up with an assist on the game winner and I would say by a wide margin, the most creative tourist has looked this season. Yes, <laughs> and um, he looked dangerous. He, he looked comfortable. This is the most composed we've seen him in, in any of the games where he was making plays. He was taking his time to make the right decisions with the puck on his stick. 
he looked comfortable. And I don't know if I've seen him look comfortable this year. I think he, he, he came in and the season started so sideways for he and, and the Oilers. And every time he seemed to step on the ice, he was stepping on the ice for a minus. And at the end of the night, minus one, minus two, minus three. And he just kept adding up that I, I think that he needed a reset. And now the reset might have been, you know, going to the taxi squad and not playing for a bit. So when he came back, it's one of those where I, it's you come into a lineup after sitting out or after having, and you just go, okay, you know what? Everything that's happened before tonight is done. I'm starting my season right now. Because then it's a lot easier to look at your new stat page when you're starting at zero there as opposed to, well, I played 15 games already. I got one assist. Now this is my 16th game. It's not for them. Now it's this is my first game. And then if you start looking at it that way, you can build upon a good night, make it two good nights, make it three good nights, and you feel better about yourself. And I think that's what Kyle Turris is doing right now. Forget about what the beginning was. My year's starting right now, and if that's the case, tonight was a great step in the right direction. All right, 3-2, the Oilers win it over the Ottawa Senators. Miko Koskinen, man, what a year this has been for him. He has to play every game for pretty much the first month of the season, except when Skinner spelled him off. He, he has had some good nights. He has some nights where you think, how has he, did anybody ever think he could play in the NHL? Uh, and he's had some nights where maybe you see both ends of that. And, and perhaps tonight was the night, because the first goal was one of those that was a little a little mind-boggling, but, you know, he's, he's stuck with it and winds up getting the win. Well, the thing that's hard for, for, for Miko and for goalies, when you're under the microscope, when a bad one goes in, all of a sudden, social media explodes. Mike Smith let a bad one in last week. Uh, Carey Price, Price has let bad ones in this year. Everybody does. All goalies in the NHL let bad goals in. But when you're when the microscope's on you, when, when the spotlight's on you, it seems that much bigger. I don't think he looked comfortable in in the net tonight. I think there was a couple that had gone that went through him, a couple bounces here or there. He didn't look as controlled. When he's on, he looks very controlled. There's no rebounds. He swallows everything up. He's a big man. Tonight it wasn't like that. And then at the very end of the game, there was a shot from center with what five seconds to go. And it bounced three times and took a weird bounce just before it got to him. And he actually had to make a reactionary save. And I'm thinking, is that bouncing? Oh, please, please, do not be the goal to go in on him right now. That would be a hard one for him to come back from. But he does keep it out of the net, and he gets a very important win for the Oilers and for himself. Courtesy Mattress Superstore, here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. I have to start again at the start. Obviously not the first goal that, that you're, you're looking for from, from Koskinen, but uh, your team bounces back. Uh, he bounces back. What was kind of going through your mind when that goes in? Well, you know, we talked about going into the game that we're going to have to play a full 60 minutes to to get a win here. And you know, they're a, they're a young team that works hard. You got to you got to put the work in, or you're going to be uh, behind it. So um, we give up a tough one early, but our guys stuck with it. And you know, I thought we played pretty solid for the most part throughout the whole game. We give up two goals that were. Both kind of tough ones. One's a deflection in the second one, and the first one uh, just squeaks in. So we, uh, you know, we were we were all right. There's some parts of our game that were were solid, and we've got to continue to build on that. Al Turris uh, was pretty hard on himself, pretty honest. That he's got to play better tonight. Might have been his best game yeah. as an Oiler. Assisted on the winner, but you know, had some good chances. His line had some really good chances. Uh, yeah. what, what did you think of his play? Do you agree with his assessment? No. That, uh, 
he, he was solid, and, and he, you know, you see him. That's that's uh, Kyle Turris that I kind of knew. He he'd make three or four real good plays in a game. His skill level is is really strong, so it's good to see him get, uh, you know, just feeling good about when he's got the puck and finding ways to uh, to make plays and finding ways to make those plays count. And he he set up uh, he set up Chase on for a grade A chance. He set up uh, I think it was Haas for a grade A chance. So it's uh, and he set up Dreisaitl for a good chance on the winner. So that's uh, you know it's good to see him come along. He's kind of been up and down, and uh, we've had lots of talks together. But um, he keeps pushing his game forward, and probably could have been his best game right there. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Well, Dave, you're seeing a team, your team, it's not so fragile, right? You give up a not a great goal to start the game, and it doesn't buckle your team. You play the long game, and you still play well, right? You pull the goalie at the end, or Ottawa pulls the goalie for a long time. I don't think Ottawa had a decent chance on net with the goalie pulled. Yeah. Do you have a team that's getting more resilient, that can, you know, weather some storms here? Well, you, there's... The more times you do it, the you know you get you get practice at it, kind of. And, and our, our team, I like the way we don't get flustered at the end. There's there's people in shooting lanes. You win some battles on the wall, and uh, Drysaddle's had three or four chances at empty nets that uh, we could salt it away. But uh, you know, just like I said uh, just before, there we knew it was going to take 60 minutes to win this game. And you're going to have to play the whole 60 right through it, right till there was a bouncing puck came with about four seconds left or whatever. So um, we wanted to play right through it. And that was our mindset uh, after the first period, second period, and third period. And, you know, our, the goal is to get two points, and we, have, we were able to get it. We got to re-rack and get ready for game two. So the, the move you make putting Drysaddle and McDavid on the same line, and, of course, it affects all your lines, yeah. Uh, your assessment on that strategy and how it worked for you tonight? Uh, work in progress. Work in progress. It's, you know, you're, there's certain things that happen during a game where you're looking at different rhythms and, and uh, uh, different parts of the game where you need certain kinds of players on the ice, and it's, uh, it's a bit of a change with, them, with the McDavid and Drysaddle playing together. Derek Fandis, Post Media. Hey Dave, it, it, it's tough to beat any team five times in a row, and I guess, but with this Ottawa team, you know they're going to work hard. Is that going to yeah. help with your squad knowing that you're going to have to match their work ethic to be successful against them? Well, it better be because you, if you don't work, you're you're going to be behind. And uh, you know we caught them early a couple games when uh, uh, we got the jump on them, but you watch the way they played the last you know month or so. They're they're a really competitive team, and if you're not willing to work. And you're not willing to work for 60 minutes. You got to, you know, they're going to take advantage of that. So we uh, we have to make sure we got our work boots on and we're ready to go for 60 minutes if we expect to have a chance to win. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Brian Rashog, TSN. Hey, Dave. I just wanted to clarify: when you say work in progress, you mean kind of the way the whole lineup functions when those two are together? Yeah. You mean the two of them together? No, the whole line with the whole lineup all the way through it, the rhythm of your lineup. All right, thanks. There are no more hands. This includes tonight. That is Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Oilers win it 3 2. Some comments there from Dave Tippett. We were talking about Koskinen, and, and I think you said it looking comfortable. 
I think is what you said, Rob. And that's, I guess that's what I would say too, because I've used that term swimming sometimes where the puck hits him and then, oh, does he know where it went? Couple of those moments, moments tonight. And there was that one in the, and, and to me, those are the ones that I, I think why a lot of people get nervous. There was a shot in the first period. It hit him right below the logo. Right in the belly. Right in the belly. Yeah. And then a split second later, he's turning around, and it, it actually did somehow slide off him and was lying behind him. It might have gone wide, but still, that's one where you think that should be just a routine catch, and it's over. Well, you, you know on those ones that it should be routine because there was no... Uh no Ottawa Senator going to look for a rebound. I mean, had they, uh, you can usually tell when you put a puck on net, okay, this one's going to be trouble for him. I'm going to go sniff something out. It might bounce around, it might get into his feet, it might get into his pads. Maybe we can find it, sneak through him. But on that one, the players had quit, and then the puck ends up rolling and fortunately took the right roll and, and went around the post and instead of into the net. And we saw a few of those today where uh, pucks that looked innocent uh, weren't and, and that's where it would scares people it's it's just there it's there's two there's two Koskinen's there's the ones where all of a sudden everything is just easy peasy and he, he looks confident and calm and then there's the one tonight now obviously the first one goes in that probably throws you in a little bit of a fluster and you're like okay I can't afford another one of those but at the end of the night he still was good enough to get the two points but probably the nerves of the the coaching staff and the players as the game wore on it was just a one goal game probably were there every time the puck was put in on net Oilers take it 3-2 let's look around the NHL for Edmonton Trailer looking for parts service rentals or new and used semi-trailers head to edmontontrailer.com they are six and a half minutes into the third period in Vancouver Montreal is leading at one nothing Jeff Petrie has scored again for the Canadians he has nine on the season the Coyotes get by the Avalanche 3-2 it's the Sharks winning in overtime 3-2 against the Blues Evander Kane got the game winner his ninth of the season 41 seconds into the extra session Early in the third, the Kings leading, pardon me, the Ducks leading the Kings 5-4. Ricard, uh, Raquel, a couple of goals for Anaheim. Andreas Athanasiu, good old double-A, gets his fifth of the season for the Kings. So it's 5-4 Ducks, and the Wild shut out the Vegas Golden Knights 2-0, only the fifth regulation loss of the season for the Golden Knights. Kyler Yamamoto got to play with McDavid and Dreisaitl, and we talked about it after the first period, and it, and it continued most of the night not as much offensive zone time for the Oilers in the third but he I mean he basically had he didn't just like build a tent in front of the net and camp out you know he had he had guys putting in plumbing he had uh, I think he actually got the the carpet redone he was there for so long I mean he, he was just totally occupying the front of the Ottawa net well uh Net front presence, it's not as dangerous a world as it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where you'd have the hatchers or or players of that ilk that would break two logs over your back over the course of a 30-second power play. So you're able to go in front of the net and not fear for your life, yet still it's it's something that you don't see every player doing. But Yamamoto's a smart hockey player. He realizes that in the offensive zone with Leon and Connor, he's not going to touch the puck much. He's going to be the retrieving guy, get it back to them, go to the front of the net, and that's good. You can earn a living and have a very successful one playing with those two going to the net. When you're playing with stars like that, you want to stay there as long as you can. To do that, you do the little things. 
Just keep doing the little things. The big things will be taken care of by them, but you do all the little Be in on the forecheck. Be the first guy back on a back check. Get pucks in deep. When there's a turnover, make sure you look and find it and get it into the right spot. But most of all, hang out by the net because that's where they're going to put the puck. And uh, he had a good game. That line was, was very good. The problem for the Oilers, and Dave Tippett referenced it a couple times, the rest of the lineup is a work in progress because you've got your two MVPs on the same line. And that really uh, takes away from, from the one-two punch that they hoped. And uh, tonight they tried Nugent Hopkins with Ennis and Pugliarvi. D- didn't really notice that line a whole lot tonight. So I don't know if that if that'll be changed for next game or what. But the the Oilers, there were two really two games when the Drysaddle line was on the ice or the McDavid line was on the ice. It was heavily tilted in favor of the Oilers. When they weren't on the ice, well, the other th- three lines, it was a much more uh, competitive game between the Senators and the Oilers. Well, and even more so when Nurse and Barry were the defensemen. Oh. Yes. In terms of, of tilting the ice. Oh, they, and they often were. They, they were very good. And and you're seeing how comfortable Barry is now. Is the little give and go. Is he, he'll put the puck down the boards in the offensive zone, and then he's jumping. He's waiting for the one-timer as he bolts into the middle of the ice. Uh, Nurse and Barry, very good tonight. Uh, on the back end, uh, the, the, I thought, as, as Bob said, I thought Bear was better. I thought Jones was better. Uh, Larson had a, another solid game being a pest out there. So, no, it, defensively, the Oilers didn't give up a whole lot. They, 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 they really buckled down, and I think sometimes when your goalie lets one in early, like Koskinen did, there's little fear. You're sure. like, okay, I gotta, we got to make sure we don't give up any scoring chances because that one snuck through them. But it was a, it was a solid effort, but I have a feeling that uh, they're, I don't know if they'll change the lineup, is for guys coming in or well, out. Well, if ready, he'll play. If he is, but I'm not sure. I mean, right. I, but if if he's not, but they may change the lines. They may ch- keep the guys that are in, in, but they might change the lines around because I'm not sure they're completely happy with the way the other three lines lined up. All right, you can get us on the CertainTeed hotline, 780-496-0063. CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials, pro all the way. Don't forget, we're looking for someone to finish the play as well. If you like winning stuff, because Rob and I tend to like you to win or get your name into the grand prize draw at least that's also the phone number to text luke has written in tonight he says the oilers proved again they can muck it out and win a close game they played quite well defensively as a team against the leafs they seem to abandon their game plan when they gave up the early goal well night and day in terms of the competition quality of the competition for for sure luke but i i do think that they uh, you know, they they did stick with it tonight. Didn't get discouraged and wasn't maybe wasn't a spectacular win, but you'll take the two points even if it's uh, a little ugly. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting debate. Did they abandon the game plan against the the Leafs, or could they just did they never even get the game plan going? Well, they, they were they, they got behind, and Toronto was doing such a good job of taking away Connor and Leon, and, and so they had to press a little bit. Anytime you're behind, you press. When you have a lead, it's much easier to play. And the others got the lead in this game. Uh, and we're able to extend it and play their own game. The one thing that we've seen this year is the Oilers with a lead late, in, uh, you know, going into the third period are a much stronger team. They, they play with more structure. They look more confident. They don't get frazzled. Those are all good things as you go forward and want to be a playoff hockey club. As, as you know, when you get into the playoffs or when, even when you get into the final few weeks of the season, every game seems to be a one-goal game. So if you're comfortable and confident that you can play in those games, it's... 
the stress of those games aren't going to overcome you. And I think that the Oilers are learning how to win games like that, even without their, their best effort. I thought today they were they were good. I don't think they were great, but they found a way to get two points. All right, so it's a 3-2 win for the Oilers. That means a $300 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associates Serious Injury Lawyers. 100 bucks for every Oilers goal throughout the season. The total now up to $8,600. Coming up, Simon's going to finish the play. We have Tony on hold as well. More post-game reaction. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line. Over the line. He'll wait. He'll shoot. Scores! Alex Jason short side roofed it. And the Oilers are up 2-1. to one. And the Oilers would go on to win 3-2. That was Chase On's fifth of the season for McDavid and Koskinen on the power play at 6.03 of the second period. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, loge level at Rogers Place. It's 10-11. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. And thank you very much for Simon giving us a call on the Certainty Hotline. Simon, you're also going to finish the play, but first give us your thought or your question. Uh, I only have to say one thing. There's an old saying, never critique a win. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, fair enough. You take the two points, right? All right. You're yeah. getting a Hungry Herd premium sampler box, courtesy Hungry Herd. Top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices. Alberta owned and operated. Kellen, what do you have for a highlight? And it goes way wide of the Oiler net, back to the blue line, where it's kept in by Shabbat, but then he lost it. Given away. Here's McDavid, the breakaway. McDavid in the shot. All right, Simon, did Connor McDavid score on that breakaway? No, he did not. And it goes way wide of the Oiler net, back to the blue line, where it's kept in by Shabbat, but then he lost it, given away. Here's McDavid, the breakaway. McDavid in the shot, the save made. Rebound, oh, somehow Decord kept that out too. Simon's all over it. His name is going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics provided by PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. That breakaway with about five and a half minutes left in the third period. And McDavid actually had two chances. It, it started as a hockey breakaway, and then it turned into a football goal line stand. <laughs> it, it, he, he made the play he wanted. He, he tried using his speed coming across, get the goalie to slide, but Decord stayed, and I, I don't know how the puck... He, he tried going far left post, and somehow the puck rolled all the way across the crease out the other side, and then he had two more good whacks at it, and then it just became a scrum in front of the net. Uh, I, I probably would have bet the house that he was going to score, and that was going to salt the game away, but uh, give that young goaltender credit tonight. Decor, he played well. He, he really did. He gave his team a, a fighting chance. Uh, I don't believe we're going to see him next game, but I think that it was a, a solid goaltending effort, and we have seen very few of those this year against the Oilers from the Ottawa Senators. Well, we'll give uh, Joey Decor the fourth star of the game tonight for Mr. Mike's Steakhouse Casual, your hockey destination. Make your reservation at mrmikes.ca. The three stars announced in Rogers Place tonight. Kyle Turris, the third star. Thomas Shabbat, the second star. And Alex Chason was given the first star. Those were selected by Sportsnet tonight. And as we were saying, you know, we thought Yamamoto had a pretty good game. McDavid gets a couple of assists. Uh, Jujar Kara's name was... Uh, all over the <laughs> the, the, the Oilers uh, penalty summary is Jay Kara, Jay Kara, Jay Pugliarvi, and Jay Kara. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kara took the, the trip early, and uh, it, it, it was a call, right call, and then f fight, 
good fight. Uh, came back with a bit of a bloody nose. He was getting fixed. He was, it worked out perfect. He went and got fixed. By the time he got back, his penalty was over. And then he took, I'm not sure about the trip at the end of the game. Well, I, I thought that was a penalty. I, I think, I think uh, Stutzel, I think Stutzel just toe-picked. I, I don't think, I, I don't. I thought he threw his stick in front He threw his stick, but he hit his stick up just below the knee. And it, well, I, I don't, I think, I think that was more the player's, just I think he just toe picked. I don't think it was a there. I think there's a number of calls they could have gone either way before that that they didn't call. I guess that one being in the middle middle of the ice. But uh, those those are ones though you don't want to put your stick in that position whether it's a full penalty or not. You give the referee chance to make the call, and that could have been very crucial at that time given Ottawa a power play. We mentioned Josh Archibald is day to day. Slater Cuckoo's out for for the season. Well, I guess the regular season with the with the collarbone, and uh, Zach Cassian is out. And somebody's texted in if there's an update on Cassian. I don't have one. Uh, I mean, Dave Tippett said it was going to be he was week to week, and that was a little over a month ago, and we haven't seen him even on the ice. I mean, a lot of times when a player comes back, he skates a little earlier, so you start to see him on the ice, and then maybe might participate in the first 10 or 15 minutes of practice before there might be a little bit of contact or anything like that. We, we haven't seen I'll try to remember to get an update uh, tomorrow or the we, next day. Have we even heard what it is yet? I think uh, they Tippett, said, Tippett said it was a hand injury. Oh, he did say he it was did, a hand injury? He did say oh, okay. it was a hand injury, and it was against... The, it was, it was in the, the fight. the first game in Ottawa, right, when they went there? I think it was in the first... Yes, it was, because it was in the fight. they had the two games here, and at the end of the second game, there was the bit of an incident in front of the, the Ottawa bench. That's true, remember? yeah. And then yep. the first game was the next, a few days later. The first game in Ottawa was Didn't both him later. and Jujar fight right at the beginning of that game? Yes. yes. That was yep. a, there, were, there were fights two seconds apart, yep. I think, after they didn't have a fight all year before that. <laughs> <laughs> 780-496-0063-Teed hotline. We have Tony standing by. Tony, go ahead. Hey, boys. How's it going? Good. Um, a couple questions. Um, the first one is, it happens multiple times in a game, and I know referees can't call it. But I've been seeing a lot of holding calls on both sides of the, like on both sides of the bench, for and it just seems like you know it doesn't. It just seems like it has to be a major holding call for it to be called because there are three or four times tonight where Connor, well, he gets them all the time, but he gets held like crazy, and and nothing is called. And then, you know, we have some where, you know, we get that we should get called, but it doesn't. And my second one was with Bouchard. I understand he did not do the greatest against the Leafs in that series. But I'm wondering why we are holding him on the bench when he can do one thing that some of our defense can't do is where when he finds an open lane, he shoots the puck. I just want to know, are we keeping him on the taxi quad so that he can maybe go back to Bakersfield or is it just, I don't know, um, just keeping him, you know, just keeping him fresh or whatever? Well, Bouchard, if they wanted to send him to Bakersfield, they could send him to Bakersfield. Yeah. So I mean that if that's what they want to do, if they feel that they want, gonna, him, I don't but they're, they're not, I don't think they're going point. to either. But that, the, so they're not. And keeping he's actually him. technically not. Uh, the taxi squad. He's on the team right now, isn't he's he? He's on the 23, yes. Yeah. So, no, they're just playing. But they, they can put him there without waving him. Yeah. So, they just, the reason he's not playing is they feel that the six defensemen they have are, are better right now. I mean, it's that simple. They, Bouchard's going to get in again, and uh, I believe he's going to have a nice, long, and successful career here in Edmonton. But right now, the coaching staff feels the six defensemen they have in give him a better chance of winning. As for your holding, uh, I. And most times, unless it's something blatant, 
or it's impeding someone from, you know, getting a break or a scoring chance. Uh, you could call it. It's, it's like in football that you can call a penalty on every single play. And in, in hockey, you could really, if you go by the rules in the book, you could more or less call a penalty on every play as well. I thought the referees were good tonight. I thought it was uh, a well-refed game. Actually, the last few have been like that. So I got no no qualms with the refereeing tonight. Sens were 0 for 2 on the power play. The Oilers were 1 for 3. Chason got the power play goal, and you'll hear from him in a few minutes. The, the Bouchard question, though, I think is an interesting one because with the puck on his stick, I would say he's already the, the second-best Oilers defenseman after Barry with the puck on his stick in terms of getting a shot away or making yeah, a pass. I think he is. It, uh, that's not why I mean, he's not playing. You know, Nurse has some good stats yeah. this year. and. Well, I agree. And, you know, but, Bear has, can do some good things. But, but that's not why he's not in the lineup. Right. So so there's the thing. How long do you do you keep him out? I mean, Tippett has shown with most players. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He doesn't keep them out for no. too long. No, he'll be back in again. I, uh, I would think he would get one of these three games. Um, I mean, he could, probably should. Doesn't mean he will. Um, he, he'll play, but it. It's one of those, then you got to sit someone, if someone's playing well, you're going to sit someone who's playing well. That's the hard thing. Um, I thought Jones and Bear were better tonight. I, I think they want those guys getting up to speed. I don't know if they really want Bouchard playing on the left side consistently, uh, which is tough for him because the three righties right now are guys that are, you know, playing very well. Well, Larson's... I, I he saw Larson not a great he saw, he, he, for how he plays. Well, he they're not Larson's never coming out of the lineup unless something really changes in his game. Uh, he's a, a very good shutdown defenseman that plays on the PK at all times. The thing is, he, what Tippett also has, he's got guys that he wants penalty killing. I don't I don't think they they're going to have Bouchard penalty killing. So the guys playing in front of him are going to be penalty killers as well. And Russell's played well since he's come back. Russell's played well, so it's tough. It's hard for a young player. No one, no young player wants to sit, and it's even weirder this year because normally if he's not playing Bouchard, he'd be down in the minors. But with the quarantine rules, you send him down to the minors. Well, now he's got a quarantine yeah, when he and comes back. back. Yeah, you're, so, you're not going to send him So back. that's why he's going to be here the whole year, and just a matter of how healthy the other's defense is will dictate how many games he plays. I wonder if... If this is a team that we could see go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen more often than it usually happens. I mean, they've done it, I think, three times this season. Then you, you'd have the option of Bouchard if it's the type of game that suits his style. There's usually one forward that doesn't play a lot, and then you get an extra forward spot the, to cycle through McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah, the problem with that is defensemen hate hate the rotation oh, sure. they they don't and it takes some defensemen out of the game so yeah, that's why you don't see it very often if ever so i occasionally you'll do it simply just to get that extra defenseman in because sometimes 
it's easier to pull a forward out than it is a defenseman because the forwards, uh, if the defensemen are playing well, there's only six of them. It's easier to find one forward that you can pull out of the lineup. But defensemen don't like it. They they really don't. They and defense and the coach likes they like running the same guys over and over again. The way the Oilers are doing it, they got four guys that play the majority of the minutes, mm-hmm. and then they have the two that get in their 14, 15 minutes, and and you feel good about what you're sending out there. So I don't see 11 and seven happening too often well jones didn't kill any penalties tonight he was not on shorthanded at all so that's part of the reason his ice time drops drops yes further than it than it would be for a third pairing guy oilers win it 3-2 over the senators alex chase on had a goal tonight courtesy mattress superstore here he is hey alex uh your team seems to uh you guys are kind of getting more resilient. You're playing the long game, right? You give up, I think, against Calgary scored first. Tonight, Ottawa scores first. It doesn't seem to frazzle your team. You can, you know, you seem more prepared to play a 60-minute game and win over the long haul. Is that a fair observation? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think uh, we'd like to get off to a better start, but sometimes, uh, you know, it may not go off the, the right way uh, in the first the car groups learning how to use the whole 60 minutes to find ways to win games yeah and it like i know when you came here from washington and you saw some things like that that didn't exist frankly uh and you were hoping to help this team work on those things get stronger get more patient be more you know whatever it takes right are you seeing some growth in all those areas tell me how much better this team is in those intangible areas than when you showed up, and I think uh, I think that you know those aspects don't happen overnight. Um, it's been a work in progress here in the last uh, uh, three years as a group. Um, you know, we've added some key pieces um, to our group, and uh, I think we're, we're learning. Um, you know, on, on a nightly basis, how to play those games, um, which is good to see. That means, you know, our, our group uh, stays in the fight and find ways to win games uh, when we may not be in our best uh, right off the back. So um, it's good to, to see our group maturing and um, finding ways to, to win games that way. Tony Brar, Oilers TV. Hey, Alex, just one question for me. It looks like since uh, mid-February, you've been able to kind of find the score sheet more often than uh, you would have liked uh, to start this year. You were very critical of your play to begin the year, especially on the power play. So maybe talk about the progression that you feel like you've made over the course of the season. I think uh, I think personally, I, 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 I thought my start wasn't, wasn't too bad. I, I just... Um, Maybe mentally didn't feel as sharp as I do now, so um, you know I, I feel good right now. I think uh, the game uh, comes to me, my legs feel good, so um, trying to keep it going that way. Derek Van Dies, Post Media. Yeah, Alex, it's it's not easy to beat a team five times in a row, no matter who they are, I guess. But with this Ottawa team, do you know you have to work hard because they're going to work hard? Um, I guess does that kind of help you guys knowing that you have to match their their work ethic to kind of be successful against them yeah they're uh they're a young group uh they got lots of energy and um you got some good young players in there um but a few uh, veterans have been in the league for a while so um you know every game i know there's been one game maybe where the score the, the score was uh lopsided but um you know 
they bring it, they work, um, they, they stay in the fight, they, they, they go for 60 minutes no matter what. So uh, it's a good test every night. Um, they're, they're a team that's uh, trending in the right direction. All right, that's Alex Chason, who snipes the goal tonight, helping the Edmonton Oilers beat the Ottawa Senators 3-2. So the Oilers boost their record to 16-11. and We're keeping an eye on the game between Montreal and Vancouver. They're in the final couple of minutes with Montreal trying to hang on to a 1-0 lead. So we'll let you know the final outcome in that one. When we get back after a quick news and weather update, you'll hear more. Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet. Ran out of room, so gives it to McDavid. He'll come down the left side. He's going to cut to the net. Put it on goal. Decord the save, and the puck goes in behind the net. Good chance there for McDavid. He'll pass it to the point. Very side of the goal. Nugent Hopkins shot off the post, and it comes back to Nugent Hopkins as it left wing. A flurry of activity in the second period. Oilers didn't get one there, but they get three tonight and beat the Senators 3-2. Whenever they get to five... We turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That's presented by Japanese Village Restaurants. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout. Complete details at jvedmonton.ca. So Vancouver tied it with about 40 seconds left on a goal by Adam Gaudet. So the Canadians and the Canucks are now playing three-on-three overtime and about three minutes left in the extra session. So Rob and I are keeping an eye on this game and we'll let you know what happens because obviously it'll have some sort of impact on the standings for the Edmonton Oilers. I can tell you that Edmonton has 32 points, six behind Toronto, one ahead of Winnipeg, but Winnipeg has a better points percentage because they have three games in hand. So Montreal has their 29th point, so they'll try to get their 30th. Their points percentage is slightly a bit of uh, better than Edmonton's and uh, obviously they're they're a couple points behind well three points behind right now with games in hand as oh oh that would have been an incredible goal he just went around every player I think was that Besser yeah and Price just sprawled out and put his glove down to to make a save so you know tight race Calgary still hanging around Vancouver not really hanging around but hey if they win the night it'll be their third straight win so they'll keep some belief going and Ottawa I, th- I think now what we're seeing from Ottawa, Rob, that, and, hey, you know, they've won five of their last 11. They're, they'd be, what, now 8-11 and 11 in their last 19. So I'm not trying to say they're, they have a good record or, at a good te- or have a good team because they are having a tough season. But I feel like we're seeing a team that, is just good enough to lose by a goal or two more often than not. Well, they're, they are a good enough team to stay in games now. And then they need some bounces and some breaks. Uh, tonight, they get a bounce late in the game. Who knows? It's 3-3. They get a point and they get to go into overtime. Uh, they have uh, a young team. They've got some players that are going to be very good for years. Thomas Shabbat's a wonderful young yeah. defenseman. Uh, they went out and signed a veteran goalie and Matt Murray to give themselves a chance. That hasn't worked out as well as they had hoped. He's getting better, but he's still... 885 for the season. Yeah, and I bet you he's been pulled four or five times that I know of on the course of a year. That's not a good stat if you're a goaltender in the National Hockey League. You're there to stabilize a, a young hockey club. But their work ethic, uh, their never-quit attitude keeps them in hockey games. And if they get a good goalie effort or a good goalie start, 
they can stay in a hockey game. They're, but they just they don't have the superstars that they can count on. The Edmonton Oilers tonight, they had Leon and Connor, and that was the difference in the hockey game. Uh, they have game breakers, and I don't think the Ottawa Senators have game breakers yet. Uh, they got some young kids that maybe in the future, but uh, yeah, I th- they will win some hockey games. If but they need bounces and breaks. Teams, the Edmonton Oilers do not need their A game to beat the Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators need their A plus game to beat the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, they they don't go they don't go away. You know, they, they could have at three one they 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 could have sagged, mm-hmm. but they they never really. They never really sagged, and when they when they get hemmed in, I don't think it's because of, you know, a lack of uh, a lack of effort or nope. anything like that. Some, sometimes they just get overwhelmed. Well, they get overskilled. Yeah. yeah, they get overskilled, and you don't. I, I think they're well coached. Um, you, you don't see there wasn't a lot of shifts outside of Leon and Connor that they got hemmed in for long periods of time. Now, Leon O'Connor do that to the best teams. So it's not that it's <laughs> it's nothing to be ashamed of if you're the Ottawa Senators. Uh, but the rest of the time, the other three lines came out, the, the Ottawa Senators were able to, you know, play well, get out of their end quickly, and then push forward. Uh, so it's, they're actually, they're not a bad team to watch play just because of their work ethic. Mm-hmm. It's just you hope that their goaltending gives them a chance. And this was the first good goaltending effort that I've saw I've seen them against the Edmonton Oilers they've had some horrible goals going against them against Edmonton uh it's funny Leon Leon had a, a better shooting percentage against the Ottawa Senators goalies than he did on the empty net well, can tonight. you believe he missed that no I can't and by the way and back to Yamamoto too he, he he made a couple really nice defensive plays when Ottawa had the goalie out and when he I, I, that was the sequence when he stripped it mm-hmm. back checking and then got it to Leon and you think oh Leon could put it in with his eyes closed he missed by quite a bit it's not like he hit the side of the net or just scraped the the post it missed by quite a bit uh, and then two other times they had chances and they're Leon and Connor look for each other like there's a couple of times Leon okay you missed the first one he's never going to miss it again and he tries finding Connor and then Connor wasn't able to get yeah. it. And then Connor missed the open net from the one side. So, uh, coach, that's that gives coaches gray hairs when all of a sudden you can see, all right, my star player is going to finish the game. No, he didn't. Now here comes the Ottawa yeah. centers coming the other you're way. You're out there because you're you're trusted to to hit the net. And you know what else happened in this game tonight? The the Oilers did get caught late in the game with I don't think would be the line that they went on the ice. There's. Just over a minute to go in the game, Leon and Connor had come off the ice, and they had Ennis and Pugliarvi out on the ice in the last minute in their own zone. And I don't think that's who they would necessarily want on the ice at that point in time. And Ottawa did get a couple chances in, in that opportunity, and it was almost, I don't know if Bob said it, but they, the Oilers survived yeah. that shift. And a really early pull for Ottawa, 2.30 left. Well, I mean, I know that it's longer now, but... Yeah, but it's one of those ones, it, you, the coach is also looking at when his star players are up. Is his star, okay, they're up now, then I better get them out now because if I, if I don't pull my goalie with my star players, then by the time I pull my goalie, it's, I've got my, my second or my third line on the ice. And, I mean, they weren't generating a whole lot. They got a couple good chances. It was, yeah, I have no problem pulling. pulling. I played against well, Marty McSorley's brother, used to coach in the IHL. They'd have five on three power plays and they'd pull their goalie in the middle of the second period to make it a six on three. 
tried killing that off when they have six guys out against tier three we weren't very successful two shooters each in the shootout between montreal and vancouver nobody has scored gallagher made a great move and Demko came up with a great save and then jt miller he was almost to the icing line he's down the boards he skated down the left wing he was below the hash marks for sure and then cut in and price made the save who's this going now well, I don't know, but we should know him because he scored. <laughs> I can't see the numbers very well, but I can tell Vancouver scored. Oh, Horvat. He's pretty good, that kid. Yeah, good shot. So we'll uh, we'll stick with you here to get, tell you what happened in the shootout. We still have Kyle Turris coming up. You can get us at 780-496-0063. The Oilers have beaten Ottawa 3-2 with Leon Dreisaitl getting the game winner. So the Canadians will have to score here. It was Druin that went second, I think. Was yep. it Gallagher and Druin? Did you put Petrie up? Nope, you put Tatar. Okay, well, he's pretty good. He is pretty Petrie's good. Petrie's got a hot stick this year, though. So Tatar is in, oh, and he oh, shot it between oh, the legs, oh, and he stopped. Oh, oh, so Vancouver oh, oh. scores with, I think, in the official 40 30, 39 seconds left, and they win in a shootout. So so there there you go, the little things that, that, that make a difference. That's a good result for the Oilers because they get two tonight. Montreal just gets one, so Edmonton is three points ahead. And Montreal will still have the better points percentage, but not by quite as much as it could have been. Well, I, to me, I, I still think that uh, Toronto is the class of the, the this division, and I think Winnipeg and Edmonton are on a second tier. And then it's going to be Montreal and Calgary fighting for that fourth playoff spot. I think that the Edmonton Oilers are going to start to extend against Montreal. Having said that, Montreal does have... They got some depth. They got good goaltending. They got good defense. I just don't know that they've got the top-end goal scoring scoring to be able to stay with the Winnipegs and the Edmontons in this division. The Oilers have played one overtime game this season. Montreal now has seven overtime or shootout losses. Their record is 11-6-7. Well, what that tells you, though, they're in every game. They just don't want to go to three-on-three or shootouts. <laughs> All right, we're going to call a quick timeout. You can get us at 780-496-0063. Oilers win at 3-2. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Okay, so the Oilers win 3-2 over the Senators. Koskinen the win in net with 26 saves. A couple of assists from McDavid, Yamamoto, Chase on, and Dreisaitl had the goals. Dadanoff and Stutzla scored for the Senators. We just told you that the Canucks beat the Canadians 2-1 in a shootout. And the other late game that wasn't done when we did the scoreboard was Anaheim over Los Angeles, 6-5 in overtime. Adam Henrique gets the game winner, and uh, Kempe had a hat trick for Los Angeles tonight in a losing cause. He has nine goals on the season. How about Dustin Brown got his 13th of the season tonight? I remember, was it probably four? Seemed like three or, three or four years his ago. His career was, was over. Done. Yeah, he was done. And, and now, now he's as good as ever. Now he's on pace for a 30-goal season and a 50-goal or a 50-game year. It's well, good on him. Uh, Kopitar, again, continues to impress in, in, in L.A. I just don't know if they've got the horses to be a playoff hockey club yet. All right. Oilers take it 3-2 over the uh, Ottawa Senators. What do you think they do in goal? Do I dare ask that question? <laughs> oh, the Oilers? Yes. It'll be Smith. Yeah, I, I this is be, this might Smith. be the first time that you and I both agree and are right. Well, I think we've agreed Oh, that's before, what I... But we both We've never been wrong. Yes, but this might be the first <laughs> time where we agree and we're... It, it'll be Smith and Net, without any doubt. Because they'll pro, odds are they split Friday and Saturday. That's 99.9% .9 here against Ottawa in Vancouver. So do you go... 
Koskinen Smith, Koskinen Smith. Because yes. Smith had the good games in Vancouver before. Well, I just think Smith is your better goaltender right now, and the more important game is against the Vancouver Canucks. So I would play Smith in the bigger game in Vancouver. So, yeah, I would go Smith, Koskinen, Smith the next three games. All right. Our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertochiro.com slash hockey. Uh, just some other stats to go through. We usually break down some of the uh, stats that we don't talk about as much. Alex Chase on six shots on goal tonight to lead the Oilers. Connor McDavid had five. McDavid, seven out of 10 in the face-off circle. He had a good game. Leon Dreisaitl, eight out of 13 for 62%. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, six out of eight for 75%. So the big three were good in the face-off circle tonight as well. McDavid plays 25-21. Nurse plays 26-14. Barry played 24-43. Uh, hits tonight. Yessi Pugliarvi leading the Oilers with five hits. Oh, good on him. Trying to be noticed. For the Senators, it is Brady Kachuk with five shots on goal. Stutzla had five shots on goal. And Kachuk probably credited with about 20 instances of irritating Oilers players. <laughs> Although he wasn't as irritating tonight as I've seen him in the past. Um, well, he, he was ready to go with Larson in the third period. But Larson uh, was like, I'm killing a penalty. Like, what am I going to do? Well, I mean, Larson's not going to fight anyways. No. That's not his game. and. I, I wouldn't. I mean, don't give them any momentum. I don't know if I, I'm imagining Kachuk can fight. They all seem to be able to, so I imagine he can too. All right. Oilers win 3 2 over the Senators. You'll hear from Kyle Turris when we get back. Hartlett Ford, overtime open line. Okay, the final tonight at Rogers Place Edmonton 3, Ottawa 2. Kyle Turris with an assist tonight. Here he is. Uh, Kyle, that was a very tough uh, goal against Ottawa. They played the, you very tough since that first game. It was 8-5. What are they doing better now than they did that first wide-open game they played against you? Uh, I think they're playing a bit faster. They're playing a little more structured. And, um, yeah, like you said, they're playing a lot better than they were. In uh, your game tonight, you had lots of uh, chances around the net. You set up Tara and you set up Jesse, and then you also set up Dreisaitl for the for the, uh, the winning goal, as it turns out. Uh, how did you think the game was tonight offensively? Yeah, I, I thought I played better tonight. Um, just creating chances and, um, yeah, I, I haven't been playing well, so I got to turn things around and feel like I've been having better jump lately. And, and uh, yeah, I thought I played a bit better tonight. Thank you. Derek Fendi's Post Media. Hey Kyle, um, Ottawa's, a, Ottawa's a hard-working team. I guess you know when you play them, you have to match their their, their intensity, their work level, and then just kind of hope that your the talent get, gets you through the the, next, the rest of the way. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, any team that that works hard, you you got to match that intensity and that work ethic. Um, otherwise, you won't have the puck to bring the skill out, right? So you gotta um, you gotta match the work ethic and then let the the talent and skill um, come out after that. And just a thought: you go down a goal early. I guess it was was it one of those? It's, it's so early, you still have a whole game to play. Uh, just give me a thought about giving up a goal on the first shot. Yeah. yeah, it's it's early. It's a long game, and uh, stuff happens. So it's you can't get rattled by that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's still have lots of time left, so it's a uh, full game to play. Jason Greger, TSN twelve sixty. Kyle, you mentioned that. 
you know, you have been happy with how you're playing. So when you, when you, how much can you take, you've been around the league a long time, everybody has ebbs and flows. How much can you take away from a game tonight, you know, just kind of build your confidence and, and how much of it is just, you know, maybe confidence isn't where you want it to be? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a few things I'm working on. I, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I haven't played well and just trying to work on, on simple things, you know, uh, having more jump, um, just being harder on battles and, and uh, just getting the puck more so that I, I have the puck to, to start to create. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've had more jump lately and uh, I felt like tonight uh, things were going in the right direction. This team as a group has, has started to play a lot better defensively. I didn't really give up a lot of grade A chances tonight. What have you liked about the team's approach or commitment defensively the last few weeks, well, really since, you know, January 30th? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we're working on and it's something that over the course of the year you, you just want to continue to get better at and continue to progress um, so you're getting hot at the right time come the end of the season. And, uh, yeah, I definitely think we're improving and, and uh, we still have improving to do. Tony Brar, Oilers TV. Hey, Kyle, you mentioned that uh, yourself you, you've been wanting to play a little bit better. Take us through the mental challenge and the balance that comes with maybe getting through that in terms of not holding the stick too tight, but also kind of growing your game a little bit. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, it's just, it's something that, um, I mean, I've, I've been around long enough to, to have the experience to know not to try to grip my stick too much. Um, but it's just, it's simplifying things um, uh, and just doing better at, at the simple things, you know, um, have more jump, being harder on battles, getting control of the puck more um, so that I, I can create for for my teammates and um, that's what I'm trying to do and and I've been feeling better lately before last game against Calgary your team was 0-8 when surrendering the first goal of the hockey game on home ice but the last two games you guys have been able to win what have you seen in the last two games in terms of your fight back and your commitment to your system that uh, has allowed you guys to maybe get two different results I would just stick with it you know it's a long game um, we're confident in in our team coming back from from any score really you know I mean we got a lot of firepower up front and um, so yeah just sticking with it and, and knowing that our opportunities are going to come and, and we're not ever really out of a game. Kyle Turris of your Edmonton Oilers. They win it tonight 3-2 against the Ottawa Senators. Let's do it again on Wednesday. Another matchup between these two clubs. 4.30 face-off show here on 6.30 Chet. The game will start at 6. You can get more on globalnews.ca or 6.30ched.com. Big thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here at Rogers Place, and to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 6.30 Chet. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Hartley. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.